Happy hump day, everyone, and welcome to the Game on Oz podcast, episode 159. I'm, of course, your resident podcast stand-in reflex and Game on Oz ornament tent. Sorry, Game on Oz tournament manager and all-round round guy, reflex. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by a few of us. Uh, sorry, let me just restart that. Tonight, I'm joined by a few of us, including one of the new fish, Straight Jacket Jim. Not sure if it's Straight Jacket Jim or if it's Straight Jacked Jim. Either way, you're visiting some kind of hospital if you cross the guy. Take a bow, my dude. Welcome. Hey, how are you going? Excellent. Nice to have you with us in, uh, in Perth. What's the weather like out there at the moment? Hot. Yeah, I bet. Freaking hot. <laughs> 40 degrees the last couple of days. Oh, bloody hell. I mean, we're barely cracking 23 and it's hot enough for me, so I'm good. Oh, that's heaven. Yeah, heaven. I know, I know right? <laughs> All right. And uh, along with uh, your boy Jim, we also have Zulu with some coverage on the recently released Warcraft 3 Reforged. That's a mouthful. Say hello, Zulu. How you doing? Hey, everyone. How are we going? I am good, and I'm going to talk to you about Warcraft 3 Reforged and Fallout, because I'm a gigantic Fallout nerd, and I'll have the microphone. Ah, good man, good man. That's <laughs> what we want. Fill those slots. Uh, who else we got? We have our resident ham sandwich, Minthonzo, with some sneaky news. Minthonzo, take a bow. Got to keep in mind that ham sandwich has to have pickles on it. Oh, you got damn right. Try not to bow too far and let that mayo slip out, boy. <laughs> good evening everyone awesome and of course we are joined by the lovely team mother skittles to uh remind us about a couple of events coming up soon and to congratulate a community that uh we have both supported um in and around and announce a giveaway skittles say hello hello welcome and of course myself i have an announcement to make as well uh, but we'll not have, uh, it'll be last. It'll be one of the end things we're going to be doing. So. Do you have to stick around till then? Exactly. Well, not, not end end. It'll be before the, uh, before the outro, but, uh, yeah, for sure. So let's, uh, let's get kicked off with, uh, with your boy Straight Jack Jim. What have you got for us? I'm just, I'm just going to go on the record right now. It's straight Jack at Jim, not straight Jack Jim, as so, Pete said on the podcast last week. We I told you, Skittles. Wait, what did you say? Did you? Hey, it doesn't worry me, man. Just I'm I got on the flow. I'm from He's New Zealand. Your accent's different to mine. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to call you Jim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep it simple. Welcome, Jim. What have you got for us Thank tonight? You. Um, I don't have a lot. Um, I did notice today. Um, there was some offshoots from. Um, I think it was old Bioware that formed the new studio, which I'm a little bit excited about because um, I quite like all the old Bioware games and in particular a um, bit of a Mass Effect fan. So I'm quite excited to see what they can come up with. But uh, yeah, not too much more than that. Sorry, I had a busy day at work and didn't have a chance to research too much. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. That's all right. That's all right. So I've just had a, uh, what do we got here? Does he read chat? I do read chat. If you have something there for us, yell it out and we'll uh, we'll get something out for you. So that's cool. So you're looking forward to the new mm-hmm. studio that's coming out? Yeah, just see what they can come up with. Yeah, nice, nice. It's uh, it's always good to hear news about a new studio, especially an offshoot of a bigger studio, see what they've got. Definitely a couple of a uh, couple have come out in the past from offshoots and, boy, some of those Correct guys. me if I'm wrong, didn't Bioware do Knights of the Old Republic? Yes, they did that as well, sorry. Ooh. That could be interesting, because that could be... 
Does if the EA uh, lets him get away with it? Yeah, I was going to say, do they have rights to the IP for it, or is that still with the other guys? <laughs> oh, I mean, they if they did Knights of the Old Republic, it means they did uh, the Old Republic, the MMO, which means they would kind of technically still have rights to it. Okay. But it could be a separate IP. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all right. Cool. All right, well, looking forward to that. All right, well, if uh, if you're done then, we'll move on to... Well, Zulu sounded like he was pretty excited to steal that mic out of here and get some info out to us. <laughs> it's an important and popular fact that letting me have a microphone is a very, very dangerous thing, as you're all about to find out. All right, allow me to hit, be right back and be back in it. No, I'm kidding. Go for it, man. What have you got? <laughs> all, right, well, all right, I'm going to start with talking about Warcraft 3 Reforged. Mm. Now, I'm going to start right now because I am the god emperor of controversial opinions. And my controversial opinion on this is I actually rather liked it. And I know this is going to make people gasp in horror. There will be monocles falling to the floor and people fainting from the shock. But as someone who's not deeply invested in all the Blizzard lore, even though I I like their games, as a straight-up remaster of a classic RTS, I thought it did what it did very well. It looks nice, it plays well, it looks good, and it's a chance to play one of those classic games. I mean, it's, it's 18 years old now. I mean, it could legally gamble, you know, and buy booze and get a gun license. But ideally not in that order, but the option's there. And it takes, you know, most of those games from 20-odd years ago are basically a bit crap now. There's, there's a whole awkward era from about 2000 to 2005 when the graphics just haven't held up and it's Polygon City. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's fair. It is, it is really nice to see Blizzard taking it. They've already got a timeless art style, but you look back, when you look at a before and after picture, you, look, you have this fond memories of how the game looked in 2002. And it's sort of Lara Croft-level you know, polygons everywhere. So at the time, you remember in Cutting Edge because it was, but now doesn't hold up. So when you look at a remaster, they've put it in beautiful, glorious 4K. They've tweaked the art style so it just seems a bit more current. So you're not screaming, my eyes, the goggles, they're doing nothing when you boot the game <laughs> up. And But they've left the classic controls there. So if you want to roll old school, the option's there for you. If you Mm -hmm. want to come in with like a classic, you know, I know how an RTS works, it'll do it. It, it, It's great. I I just have to say, even though I can see that there are some flaws, it's not perfect. And I understand why so many people are looking for reasons to to be very angry at Blizzard. I'm not one of them. And I think it's a perfectly decent remaster. Yeah. And I I totally agree. I uh, pre-ordered it. I, in fact... uh, gifted it to a friend and also uh nico from the channel so we could all play at some point and uh yeah man i i, I enjoy the warcraft lore I, I enjoy the story behind it but at the same time i mean it's it's only game why you have to be so mad like it's it's great i i enjoyed it the yeah and the fact that you can go back to the old school style and art as well is also an option which is also you know it's a nice touch i, I don't see what all the hate's about really yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I, I was at BlizzCon in 2018 when they announced it. So, and, and admittedly, like, what I was watching on the screens there, I'm going, wow, that looks amazing. And I got the chance to play, like, a super-duper early preview build. Mm-hmm. The gameplay was the same. So the, 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 the super-duper preview build and the game I, I reviewed recently were the same thing. I was very happy with them. But some of the cutscenes that were sort of promising full-on, almost Overwatch you know, short film level quality. Yeah. And instead we sort of got upscaling. So I can see why people might be a bit miffed about that, but it's not the sort of thing that makes me want to throw a monumental tantrum and demand that the, they refund the zero dollars I paid for my review copy of the game. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's I, I, yeah, I, I too, I, I can see why people would be a bit miffed, but really, I mean, for what they wanted to do, for what they, you know, what people were expecting with Overwatch level stuff, you got to keep in mind that they're running the same engine from you know eighteen years ago, just with a couple of modifications here and there for widescreen, and also, you know, a couple of other bits and pieces like you know the new BattleNet um, uh, integration and whatnot. So. Yeah, I, I can see why people would be upset, but really, it's oh, uh, it's fine. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I mean, but if you, it, it is. But also, if you do an interesting comparison, if you look at Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition, which Microsoft mm. put out recently, it's exactly the same principle. It's, you know, they've basically tweaked the graphics and gone, here, here's a 20-year-old game with nice, shiny graphics, and everybody, me included, said this is really good and amazing and fun. Mm. No one was getting angry and screaming at them about it because... Uh, well, that, that's a valid guy. I guess the question is why, but I just looked and thought that these are both basically different companies doing the same thing, and the results are great. I mean, I was there the first time, and it's nice to be able to go back and play them again on a decent computer and show my kids them. Like, my son loves Warcraft 3 Reforged. He <laughs> just thinks it's amazing. He can basically play Sim Base and build a little medieval village full of stuff and then wonder why he keeps running out of lumber. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so we've just had a question in chat from Arion. So is it worth getting Warcraft 3 Reforged? Personally, yes, I, I think so. If, if you're not going to go into it with the whole mindset of, oh, this isn't what was promised, blah, 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 blah. If you want to play it just for the sheer fact that it's a Warcraft 3 game, or, or the fact that it is Warcraft 3 with prettier graphics, then by all means, go for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, if you missed it the first time round and you want to know what a classic RTS was like, but without you know, dealing with the horrible, well, not horrible, but the data graphics, absolutely get it. The gameplay mm. is sold, the gameplay is the same. All the stuff that made it a hit the first time around is still there. Yeah. So if, if, if you've been wanting to get into RTS games, there's a really good place to start too. There's a reason it's a clap. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, thanks. For, uh, thanks for that. It's great. And it's drummed up a bit of, uh, bit of interest in chat, which is awesome. Uh, Aaron's yes. never touched a Warcraft title apart from WoW. Um, dude, that well, that's what makes this one thing. so interesting, because this is really the... Because people forget Warcraft kicked off as a series of real-time strategy games. And if I can put on my tweed jacket with its leather patches and uh, light a pipe and get some whiskey and start talking about the past at people... Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the original Warcraft game you know, was real-time strategy. came out about the same time as Command & Conquer, and I freely admit I was Team Command & Conquer all the way. <laughs> but the, you know, the stories behind that were always quite interesting. But you look at what Blizzard were doing with what was essentially a genre at the time of build a lot of units and then you know, go and fight some other people, and they turned it into this big epic thing that went from one game to a sequel, then Warcraft 3, that was the beginning of this big epic story. That basically, all the Blizzard lore that people you know froth over started mm. in warcraft 3 and then it rolled into world of warcraft which kicked off in 2004 mm. and it just you know has steamrolled from there but if you really want to get a handle on all that blizzard lore that people keep going on about warcraft 3 is where you need to start yeah for sure for sure because yeah I, i've played one and two and they don't go too far back into the whole lore stuff um, that's more what the books are for, but Warcraft 3 being, you know, able to play that kind of stuff and actually play in-game cutscenes that would give you live, well, not necessarily live action, but, you know, would be able to narrate stuff for you, then definitely, if you don't want to read the books and, and you're interested, then start with Warcraft 3 and work your way up. It's fantastic. 
I mean, I, I was again at BlizzCon a couple of years ago, and they were one of the senior people at the company uh, was, you know, very very senior, mm-hmm. was as saying on stage that people keep asking for a Warcraft One remaster, and they went back and they found the OG files. I, I assume they were in a you know a locked filing cabinet in a disused lavatory somewhere with a sign on the door saying "Beware of the Leopard," but oh, they no, found really cool. <laughs> and they went there and they dug them out and they blew the dust off them and worked their magic and they got them running on a modern computer. And they realized that while the game was amazing back in 1994 or six, whenever it came out, it was basically crap now because not because there's anything wrong with the game, but because the genre and the industry had moved so far beyond it. It would be one of those things that everybody, that's, that's what spawned that famous comment. You know, you think you want it, but you don't. Yeah. And people would, you know, would and I, in this case, I think they were right. You would go back at the original Warcraft and go, well, this was pointless. But Warcraft 3, they looked at it and said, we can do something with this. This, we can make the game that people want, think that they want us to do. And I, th- I think they've done it. Cool. Yeah, by all means. I mean, I- you quite often forget where, where things were back then and how far it's come with every inter- iteration of new games that have come out and built on that. And you, yeah, you realize that you go back and you play that game that you thought was awesome at the time and it's not so awesome anymore. I think the term for that is roast into glasses, isn't it? Like you, That's exactly you, it. You hear big yeah. news about something new coming out. I mean, for example, like <clears throat> I went back and tried to play Grand Theft Auto 3, the OG Grand Theft Auto 3, after playing San Andreas. Oh, wow. And like, well, not, yeah. sorry, not even just San Andreas, like all the latest stuff, it's like, Things, something like things you just take for granted, like the ability to, you know, shoot someone through the windscreen of a car. Can't do that in three. It's like, well, cool. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's neat. And like, you, you just kind of miss those kind of things. And then playing them today, it's like, man, I remember when I was at school and playing this and it was the greatest thing ever. Now it's like, dude, what? <laughs> what is this? Exactly, because technology moves on. I mean, un- unlike movies, games are one of the few areas where sequels are usually better than the originals. I know there's some exceptions to that, but generally, you know, the developers take what they've learned in previous games and they improve it incrementally. Until, yeah, as you say, 10 years later, you go back to the first game in the series and go, what the hell is this? How did I ever think this was the most amazing thing at the time? And but it was at the time because there wasn't anything better. You can see it now because you're playing the better of it. Mm. Mm, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I'll always have a I'll always have a special place in my heart for you know old school games like Warcraft one and two, and you know the Grand Theft Autos, and uh, even Starcraft and Age of Empires and all those kind of things. Things I grew up on. But yeah, look, there's just one things of you my, can't get. Yeah, one of my very favorite games of all time ever is Jagged Alliance two, which mm. is one of those games that came out in you know mid nineteen nineties, and it's just one of those games I just feel is almost perfect in every way and it still holds up today the writing the graphics the gameplay it is all perfect and people keep trying to remake it and they keep smegging it up it is one of the few games where they'd be better off just taking the old game putting it in a blu-ray disc you know upgrading the graphics to 4k and then basically sitting back and letting the cash roll in yeah yeah and some some companies do that so we'll see but no, awesome. Well, thank you very much for that. That's that's brilliant. Um, now I understand that's... you have some 
uh, oh. some Fallout news for us. I do have Fallout news. Oh, and again, I... <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'm going to talk about it at length again because I love Fallout, like all of the Fallouts, except for Fallout 76, which is one of the <laughs> most, most terrible, saddening Fallout games I've ever played. I disagree. <laughs> I rated it 95. <laughs> <laughs> the good news... Fallout, as I'm sure many of you who are listening know, and for those of you who don't, has primarily been a single-player role-playing game experience. And the whole point of it has been that it's you and the great story and the quirky humor and the great setting, and there were no other people there to get in the way of whatever you were wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Fallout 76 went, I think, too far in the let's get some other people involved in this direction. You ended up going from awesome single-player experience to there are no NPCs in this game at all. So... What we've got now is Bethesda announcing that on April 7, they are releasing the Wastelanders expansion for Fallout 76. And this is a free expansion, they tell me, that will put in NPCs, dialogue trees, and a revamped main quest, and what appears to be an entirely new quest. So it looks a hell of a lot to me like they're basically hitting the reset button and turning the game into what people like me wanted the first time around. Quick question. Now, only not, not, that I'm, not that I'm doubting you when you say free, but having seen Bethesda's performance in the last, oh, I don't know, year and a bit or so, free at what cost? What Do you think they'll turn around and go, yeah, we said free, but... And then, like, for example, the subscription system that they've released in, like, later on. Like, what was... Do you think they'll, do you think they'll have the audacity to pull something like that? Or do you think it's genuinely going to be... Yeah, okay, we know we missed a few bits and pieces here and there. Here you go. Here's what you actually wanted in the beginning. My gut feeling is they've taken such a savage mauling on Fallout 76, and in my, in my personal opinion, rightly so. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'll drink to that. They're in, yeah, they're, they're in the sort of damage control mode that's sort of previously associated with uh, battleships that are under fire. Mm-hmm. So I think in this case, they're probably genuine in their offer to say, it's free, here's the game you wanted in 2018. Now, obviously, you haven't had a chance to play it, I haven't had a chance to see a preview for it or anything, mm-hmm. but based on what the, what the, they've said, it looks like they're realizing the game people want is basically Elder Scrolls Online in the Fallout universe. Yeah. And if that's the game they've released in 2018, I think we'd all agree that Shut Up and Take My Money would be the correct response. <laughs> So whether or not you know there's something else down the the track or there's a catch, I don't know. But I think this will be a genuine effort, and I know they're making a genuine effort to basically sort out some of the issues they've had in the past. Like, I think we can all admit that until fairly recently, some of the games Bethesda put out last year were not the most stellar example of the game developer's craft. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at you, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Oh but- God, that was disappointing. Pointing at us nowhere. But if we have a look at you know, what they're doing with Fallout 76, and I've been playing the previews of Doom Eternal, and it looks really, 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 really good. Like, mm. OG, you know, 2016 Doom, my God, this is amazing good. So if mm. the final game is as good as the previews, and I have no reason to believe it won't be, that is going to, I think, be a huge success for them. And if they can back that up with giving people the Fallout 76 experience they wanted the first time round, that puts them in a really good position rolling into E3 to start the sort of narrative of, you know, basically an arc of redemption coming up with some stuff saying to people, we made some mistakes, we were wrong, thank you for being on this journey, here's the good stuff, let's get it right again. Yep. 
No, I, it, it is something they need to do, absolutely. One thing I'm worried about, though, is... That I'm, I'm not playing the devil's advocate here, you know, on purpose, but... No, of course not. Is it too little too late, really? Like, I mean, it's it's all well and good to give us what we want now and finally start listening, but, you know, there's only so much people can take before... You know, there's, okay, there's always going to be people that are going to bend over backwards with them going, oh, Bethesda is love, Bethesda is life. You know, this is what we're going to do for them. We'll listen to everything Tim says, blah, 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 blah whatever. But then there's people like me who are like, well, I don't really play Bethesda games that much, bar, you know, FPSs. And Fallout 76, you know, I have no incentive to get into it based on all the hate that I've heard. You know, is this going to be what I'm going to hear for me to finally go, oh, yeah, all right, I'll give it a go and go for it? Or is it just, as I said, too little too late? Well, that's a very good question and an important discussion topic. I mean, I think it's well known. Bethesda's fans are pretty forgiving. And and I I have to admit, I generally like most of the stuff Bethesda does because I like single-player games. And they are one of the few companies besides Ubisoft who are still doing them consistently and doing them well. Mm. So... But I think people give them a lot of slack. Like we all, people who like RPGs joke about all the weird glitchy errors you find in things like Oblivion and Skyrim and the Fallout games. I mean, if CD Projekt Red had cows randomly appearing on, on roofs of buildings, they'd get crucified. But when it happens in a Bethesda game, people go, lol, Bethesda, wacky Bethesda, and it gets an amusing screenshot and a million upvotes on Reddit. <laughs> So, I love Bethesda games for that, though. Yeah, ex- <laughs> right. exactly. It's great. So I think that people are willing to give them a, another chance. I certainly am. I will be getting the, the download, the, the new Wastelanders expansion that comes, and I'll be playing it. And look, it might be terrible. It might be, you know, radioactive garbage that slaps us all in the face. But I think it's also just as likely that it will be the game that I actually wanted the first time round. So... Yeah, I think that the proof will be in the pudding, and because you can't give out pre-release copies of a game that hasn't gone live yet, I think the only way to know, you know, for folks like yourself who are sort of mildly interested if it's any good or not, will be to wait for the DLC to drop and then read the reviews from yeah. people like me who are never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that will write at goa.com. I mean, I'm, I'm more willing to take your say on anyone else I read on the internet, because I do, in fact, trust everything I read on the internet, and I am still looking for those sexy singles. They are there somewhere, I'm sure of it. In your area? <laughs> Yeah, I'm the only one. Um, the Have you tried the one weird that. trick to find those sexy singles? <laughs> Doctors hate them. <laughs> oh, the internet has ruined both of us. All right. Uh, yes. Look, I, I popped into chat and said Fallout 4 is getting older. People <sighs> Fallout fix sooner or later. They, if they fix Fallout 76, that can be the. I think that's a valid point. One of the challenges Fallout 76 has is it's running on the Fallout 4 engine, which was basically the Fallout 3 and the Fallout New Vegas engine, uh, the Gamebryo engine, I believe it is. And even if it's not, it still looks like it. It was getting a bit long in the tooth for Fallout 4, and Fallout 4 was, what, five years ago now? So part of the challenge is just going to be that the game just looks dated and not necessarily in that, you know, a charmless, timeless way. I mean, like I said, as a fan of the Fallout games, I can look past that because that's what I expect the games to look like. But I can see how someone coming in new might be going, this game looks like it was made in 2015, because in many ways it was. Chat says, do not mention that atrocity. Well, I think I mentioned the war once, but we got away with it. <laughs> good man, good man. Awesome. Well, that's cool. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a go when it comes out for sure. Yeah, we'll be. I will be saying things about it on Goa when it comes out. Fair not. 
Cool. Cool. And here I am taking the back seat, not worrying about Fallout and just waiting for Old Scrolls 6, just twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, the sooner they get the Fallout stuff out of the way, like, yes, just give the DLC, make the updates, do what you have to focus. Is it, is I mean, Elder Scrolls right? 6 is a very strange way of saying new Fallout game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little ironic that the game, that's, the game that's given them the most Fallout is called Fallout. Like, mm, kind of, you know, they should have seen this coming. But no, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm, I'll give anything a go once. And, you know, if, if the reviews come back saying, yes, you must try this, it is groundbreaking, then shit, sledgehammer me up. I'm about to break some ground, so let's do this. Awesome. Remember, we did give Fallout 76 95% on so. Who's we, Kimasabi? Pete. Phil is not here to defend himself. <laughs> Under the bus. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, thanks very much, Zulu. That's, uh, that's brilliant. We'll keep that, uh, keep that in my mind for things to come very soon. So appreciate your time. Anytime, I'm always around if you need me to talk about games and sound vaguely self-important at the same time. You got any more of them <laughs> uh, Doom pre-review hookups, G? Yeah, just... Uh, <laughs> no? Worth a shot? Never mind. All right, it's worth asking, but uh, as talking. soon as I Let's hear anything, on. I will let you know. <laughs> Appreciate that, dude. Awesome. Okay, cool. Moving on. Just uh, looking at time. We've got about half an hour left, so that's all good. Who have we got up next? The Ham Sandwich. Minthonzo. Yeah, for those um, of you who never... don't know the reference, go back and watch the tournament vod. Trust me, it's worth it. <laughs> or even just some the highlight clips. Yeah, the, the highlight clips. Yeah, preferably the I tournament vod, so you can see all my eight hours worth of effort, and not just thirty seconds. But whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for us, Minthonzo? Um, now, before we start, uh, I did notice something in chat that Arion brought up. Mm-hmm. I uh, just mentioned, I wonder if there are any people who are involved with that game, i.e. Elder Scrolls 6, that know anything about it in this chat currently. Um, now, I'm not going to say anything, but Erion, if you want to pipe up and put something in chat, by all means, and I'm happy to read it out, um, but there is something there uh, that I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about or not, so it's it's down to him if he wants to say something. Um, now, my news, a uh, little bit different. Uh, the new World of Warcraft raid came out last week uh, mm-hmm. called Nihilotha. Uh, now, as with every new WoW raid over the past God knows how many expansions, there's always a race to get the world first clear of the raid on Mythic Difficulty. Um, for this expansion, the uh, guilds by the name of Method, uh, who a, they're a very large esports organization. They, uh, they sponsor streamers. They have teams for almost every esports game there is. Um, they uh, have been leading majority of this expansion, getting world firsts for majority of the raids bar one. Um, at this point in time, there are four, I believe it's four guilds that are on the final boss of the raid. And we have been, they've been raiding every single day, eight, nine, 10, 12 hour days for seven days straight playing this one raid, which, I mean, I I don't think I, I have the, the stamina to be able to do that, but to be fair, these guys do get paid big money for it. Uh, sponsorships and all that kind of stuff kind of come into account for individual uh, raiders as well, uh, as as opposed to just the entire organization. I think uh, I jumped onto one of the streams and they were at something like uh, run 168, and the best that team had done was 25.2% on the final boss. Yeah. So, so they are going for it. They're doing, they're doing like 150, 200 plus pulls now. 
Um, the best attempt, I think, is 25.2 or 25-ish percent. Uh, and that's actually by Method's main competition, uh, which are, a guild's called Complexity Limit. We're actually a, a, a join of two different guilds. Um, now, they in more recent time, they've actually started live streaming these events uh, and any donations and whatnot, they pick a particular charity to donate this money to, which mm -hmm. is awesome. How it used to be done in the past, it was all secretive. They obviously didn't want anyone to know their strategies so they could keep them to themselves. Uh, but now being able to live stream it, they're actually being able to donate money towards a charity. So at the moment, I think Method are doing it towards the Save the Children charity, um, which is a worldwide charity. It's not uh, it's not uh, region specific. Uh, and I think their aim is 40,000. They're just over 30,000 at the moment. So in a week, 30,000, well, I think it's like $32,000 raised. It's actually pretty good for wow. just, you know, people chilling out and watching WoW. Mm. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting to see how that all turns out. Uh, the new, uh, so each week, obviously, the raids reset. So the reset was last night. So everything goes back to square one. They've got to clear the whole raid again to try and get progression on this last boss. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, to, to go a full seven days, eight, nine, ten days, just raiding one raid playing one character doing the same thing over and over i'd i know i'd pull my hair out you really have to have the the dedication to be able to do it you'd hate working in it then yeah <laughs> oh. um so uh, what do we have here Ariond in chat cough voice actor and junior game dev next year for bethesda cough yeah <laughs> for real yeah that's a yeah that's a thing that's happening you have no idea how excited excited i am maybe you do that's actually really cool um so obviously there'd be a bit more news on that to come uh it's probably under you know not nda but don't go blurting it to the world um but yeah so hopefully that's something cool someone in our community that's linked to a uh, a bethesda game uh infernox what's the longest raid boss kill timer uh do you mean as in how long has it taken a guild to kill a boss or do you mean how long a boss fight's actually taken that'd be interesting to find out um yeah that's that's kind of it from me for for wow um it, it, it only comes around every couple of months the race to world first so it's mm. i'm not really into wow anymore i know flexi you've gotten a, a bit more into it yeah um yeah but more like... recently i just i kind of jump in when the world first race comes on and just chuck it in the background and, and watch along it's it's nice background noise mm. screaming uh, oh. zombies and you know martians and shit screaming awesome background noise yeah um just a question <laughs> on inferno uh longest raid boss kill timer so uh he's asked that in relation to what's the longest it's actually taken a, a guild to down a boss um i think it was back in the burning crusade days uh it was probably 35 to 40 days before a guild actually killed illidan which was the uh almost the last boss of that expansion whereas nowadays they're clearing raids in like seven eight days from them being released so back in those days, it was more people didn't really have sponsorships. They weren't big organizations that they are today. Uh, so they weren't getting paid for what they were doing. Uh, now they can obviously dedicate a lot more of their time towards it. 154 days in Vanilla Well for Rag. Oh, okay. There you go. Damn, son. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> and here I am remembering when the time when the hacker killed Lord British and Ultima Online was major news. <laughs> no, that, that, that's old school <laughs> more like illa don't jesus christ get that guy a dad so he can have more jokes please 
<laughs> um, well played, yeah, that's well it played. For me. Awesome. Well, thanks very much, dude. That's uh, yeah, I, I can I can agree. I've been watching um, some of it side by side. It's quite interesting um, seeing their strats and how they play it. But then again, I mean, you're right. The amount the amount of money that comes into it going to a good cause is fantastic for just you know watching people play video games. I mean, without that we wouldn't be here doing what we do on Twitch or half the people wouldn't be here doing what we do on Twitch. It's quite insane, but awesome at the same time because we get to help those that wouldn't necessarily be able to be helped. Excellent. Uh, who's up next? We have Camp Mum, Team Mum, Mum, Skittles, to remind yes, us about it. an upcoming thing to, ingre- to congratulate people on a certain thing and to announce a, a thing. So a number of I things. I all of the things. Go for it. What have you got <laughs> uh, for us? The first thing... Well, I keep on the theme of raising money for bushfires. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Goa is doing toss a coin to your Twitcher all of this month. All of our Twitch revenue will be going to the Smith family. Um, the they corner. will not be donating directly to, you know, individuals that's basically lost houses, but they will be working with uh, those that are destitute or live below the poverty line at the moment and those kids that would already be facing advantage to get back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, so my family did lose houses in the fires and they had five kids that they had to manage to get themselves back to school, uniformed and school booked up. So uh, the Smith family will be doing a lot of work with those communities that um, some kids don't fall further behind and education is a key to breaking the cycle. So mm. hopefully uh, we are at, I think, just over $200 so far, just out of Twitch revenue. So anyone who's got any bits or things they want to cheer would be great. Um, and in other great news, our friends at World of Tanks have hosted a uh, silent auction and eight-hour Blaze Aid stream uh, with the World of Tanks APAC team, and they set themselves a goal of $10,000, and within the first hour they meet it, They met it, and by the end of the stream they had raised over $90,000. 90k. For, um, that is just a... So they had... Teams that had players from Australia, New Zealand, Japan, China, Singapore, South Korea, Taiwan, and South and the rest of Southeast Asia, um, all participating purely on donated time. And um, for those that actually purchased during the stream, so uh, well, massive congratulations to World of Tanks. Can we get some G's and chat for them, please, everyone? That they have managed to do within their community. So one player alone donated five thousand uh, dollars to just a single one of their players. So it was. Some incredible generosity from the um, for the team, and hopefully Blaze Aid will go to some custom trailers, uh, kilometers of fencing, sheds, and fodder for livestock that have all been just as affected out in the farming world. Um, and then the second thing I have is super exciting. We always love things at Goa. Um, our friends have given us two copies of Zombie Army Four mm. to give away, which is really so we- good. Really which, good. Which, funnily enough, I think someone has reviewed. <laughs> com to read it. Um, so we have a pinned post on our Facebook page and we've got some tweets going and we've got some stuff going across our socials. Go on this movie, favourite B-grade zombie movie and we'll win it this Friday. So make sure you head over and get that done. And the last thing I think I had was our God Mode meetup mm. is well underway. Uh, we're getting everything locked in. I will be there in Perth, ready to say hello to as many people as I can. Um, and that's about it. If you haven't got your ticket yet, make sure you go buy it for Eventbrite. 
and come along and say hello to everybody. That's the one. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it, even though my name is on the uh, on the event I did on take event. It off. You did. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, I tried it was to. Sad. Yeah, I, I tried to show my wife going. See, look, they even announced me as going. She's like, we just, it just can't happen. I'm like, but people. <laughs> we we'll just unannounce you. <laughs> you just unannounced me, like my parents tried to thirty years ago. It's fine. I'm yeah. used to it. No, they never tried to do that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough depression for one stream um so now some less depression uh i have an announcement to make um as the newly appointed goa tournament coordinator slash manager i'm still waiting for that title to take over in discord skittles slash pete um Sorry. no it's fine it's, i'm just i'm just pulling your chain it's okay i know you're busy um, I am going to announce the next tournament now. Uh, for those of you who were very clever um, in seeing the blatantly obvious hint that was there, uh, it, it, the next tournament is in fact going to be a Hearthstone tournament. And if you were able to put two and two together, or by you know three and three together, you would have noticed that the numbers on the card indicated the date of three seven twenty, or was it seven three twenty? Either way, 7th of March, 2020. So <laughs> I proofed it and I didn't even be <laughs> Yeah, and did you did you get the other did you get the other hint in the background? I did get the background hint. I didn't get the date. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. The date. There you go. It's in there, a little subtle hint for you. Um so those of you who play Hearthstone or are thinking of getting into it, dust off your decks or unpack your decks and get them ready. There'll be an official announcement coming with our new uh, our new tournament platform that I have actually been able to talk to one of the guys who works for them. The tournament, the platform is based out of Vancouver, and one of the guys who works there is actually from New Zealand, who lives in Vancouver, lives in Vancouver for it. Who I've been talking to on the inside, so he's been helping us out. So that'll be coming in the next couple of days. I'll announce that properly. Um, now we were going to have. Um, yeah, we, we thought we were going to run out of time, but we've actually got quite a bit of time. So, do we have Skittles, the 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 BQ? I... Bravo, Quebec. I, yes. I do, as a matter of fact. Here, do, but... do we have some more phonetic <laughs> alphabet things? <laughs> I do want to hear you say deck. Just about five more times. <laughs> yeah, is it, is it going to be is it going to be a multi deck thing? You is can eat a massive deck. deck. Custom. What if deck? I have? Do I get to bring like a big deck or a small deck? Or Perhaps like a family size bag of decks. You bring whatever size deck you can fit in your pocket. Okay, how does that sound? Whatever makes you comfortable and makes you happy, bring that deck. <laughs> I've never really been a fan of decks. I'm shooting names. Jesus. Okay, that took a turn. Um, uh, I don't have a big question, really. So, if anyone... I'm moving way on. You've cooked me. You've absolutely ruined me. <laughs> Try to keep a professional uh, composure anyone... for this, and now we're talking about dicks. Ah, uh, Lawman's back. Hey, do you have a big question for the podcast? What? We noticed you. It's really hard not to... <laughs> You're being you called like out. To... Now's your time to shine. We <laughs> want to throw out a big question. 
We are taking suggestions from the floor, ladies and gentlemen. This is your golden opportunity. <laughs> oh, we've broken reflex. Welcome to Rogue Sultana, another one of our beautiful stream team, the unbearded one. Sorry, well, yeah. Right at the best time. Yeah, hello, Rogue. Welcome to the channel. At least you didn't turn up to my channel at the time I was announcing my hospital visit and how that all went down. But that's all good. That's for an off-stream thing. Except on my channel where it's definitely on. But anyway, do we have a question? Fucking hell, you back? Yes. Do we have a question? Do we have a question? A big question for the week from somewhere in chat. Uh, Arian's question is, that reminds me, I can do a Shaggy impression. That's not a question, that's a statement. <laughs> it was, it yeah, wasn't me. It's also interesting that he could do a Shaggy impression in chat. Like, I'd want to see you type that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, just don't be a dick about it. Oh, for Christ's sake. Um, all right, well, I, I might. Hey, I, 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 might I had the decency to lose my New Zealand accent. You've got no excuse. <laughs> hang on hold on hold on hold on what do you mean lose well i'm from new zealand originally uh... you're not the only one flexi how's it make you feel is everybody ready for this at least i know how my dick works thank you Sorry, <laughs> it was either going to be you or me that does it it was either going to be you or me so well played um okay for a little while we we have a question, a big question from the floor from Arians ninety eight. If we want to take, what's the, what's the question? Uh, oh, actually, yeah, that's a I good actually, question. I actually quite like that. That is that's, good. That is a, all right. So I, I also like Edgy Mate's suggestion. Menthonza did it a cappella last time. <laughs> that's right. I can do a cappella again. I just need to get the song up. Good because I can't. My balls are way too low. <laughs> Well, Arian's question for those of you who are... Uh, we have to sing the intro, Zul. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. We've we, we got to get the... Okay, well, you, I am legally prohibited by several international treaties from singing, so I will leave that to you. <laughs> what the hell have you done? <laughs> In fact, you know what? Leave that there. It's fine. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right, come on, Minthonzo. Dust off them pipes. Uh, i got to find the song. Give me... Swab the deck, the dust them pipes, we? we got this. Yeah, yeah, new one. Of course. Oh, it I, just I, takes such good timing. They can't even time. I'm just going to check on some elevator music while we wait. Yeah, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> there you go, elevator music. Yeah, Zulu, it's a Geneva Convention, but... <laughs> 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 you sing? <laughs> Several conventions. We've got the Geneva Convention. We've got the Hague Convention, which is that fun one that prohibits the use of dum dum and expanding rounds and military small arms. And I'm sure there's several other treaties I haven't been fully appraised of that have declared my singing to be a war crime in some jurisdictions. So I'm going to leave my terrible off-tune caterwauling somewhere else that won't get us in trouble with people who appreciate sound and let you guys do the singing. Your your ability with speech is fantastic. By the sounds of it, you've been through enough court casings and hearings to you just you speak very cleanly for an ex war criminal. Now, now those charges were never proven. Oh, yes, yes, of course. And prison's just a room. It's annoying. The only version I can find is with uh, Queen singing over the top of it. 
Well, <laughs> oh, you better believe you can crack that eye. Zulu can break a perfectly good mirror at 600 yards. <laughs> Singing, that is. If it gets below 300, that's made at fighting range. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Your, your voice strikes me as such a non violent man, but the words that come out are. So yeah, no, that is not. That is not a non violent man's voice. That is someone who's been there it's all and back of again. The yeah, didn't oh, Hannibal speak really like that right, as well? We, did we find something, Mentonzo? Did we just get back to I get the feeling Zulu thing? could be a cult leader if he wanted to. Could be. I'd follow him. Look, with that voice. I'm, I'm just going to have to use the Queen version and just work over the top of it. It's fine. Just Go sing for really it. loud. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Let's get this. Let's get this going. Oh. Big, 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 question. It's the big question. It doesn't look the same with the Queen music. It's fine. Was that like was that like the Rick and Morty cut? Doesn't work the same if you don't have the instrumental version. That's fine. It doesn't matter. I tried, okay. I loved it. It's perfect. It's exactly what we needed a team takeover. Okay, so, but, uh, question. We're not great, but we're not shit. <laughs> we get by. Uh, so the big question for, for this week uh, has gone somewhere up the chat because everyone was shit-talking for uh, a while. Big question for next week. Where's it yeah, going? Big question for oh, there next it is. week. From Arion. Thanks to Arion. Yes, indeed. What defines a good... RPG. Right, so that's now, the question. Take of that what you will. It could be combat. It could be RPG, like the actual role-playing aspects. Could be Traditionally, it's man portability and the ability to penetrate the armor of a T-34 tank at up to 300 yards. And the availability of spare this is why the Soviet RPG-7 is such a ubiquitous anti-tank weapon. In this is why parts. I have a master mute button. Who the fuck are we talking with? I've got my hammer. I've got my hammer ready. Are we on a list somewhere now? I feel like we're on a list somewhere. If you are, you'll be keeping me company. Jesus. Okay, cool. Uh, so what makes a good role-playing game and not a war tool? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was fantastic. I mean, someone clipped that. That was brilliant. I need a new ringtone, and I think that's it. That is funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll get we'll get Dan to put that up on uh, on the Facebook page. And, uh, that will be uh, addressed next week. Well, does anyone have is, an answer? Yes, answers on the back of a postcard to the usual address, which is our email address <laughs> and our Facebook page and the social medias. Did I say that right? The social yes. medias. <laughs> yep. The you got there. <laughs> this, this man um, has been in more what, rebel what? movements than we know. Jesus. <laughs> How many do you know what about? Is everyone's favorite RPG. New Zealand's favorite RPG. Everyone's. Oh, oh everyone. Sorry, I thought you said New Zealand's. I was like, oh well, don't mind if I do. And in fact, I I don't. So never mind. Uh, does it have to be limited to RPG? Could it be an MMO RPG? Well, no, that's still it. Still, technically counts as an RPG. All right. Well, in that case, well, for me personally, 
Yeah, but what what makes it good? It's not just what is your favorite RPG. <laughs> oh, what, that's, what that's makes that's the whole point of the big question. What makes the RPG good? Um, it's not the medium question. The the, I, the the law, I think, for me is a big thing. The fact yeah. that it it it, it uh, covers off more than just you know more than just the story of World of Warcraft. It also covers off the entire history and in some cases the future. So, personally for me, it would be, yeah, World of Warcraft and its lore. Yeah, that, that's yeah. actually fairly valid, because the lore in WoW, I mean, it spans back, what, now 20 years? Yes. They, liter it's, they it's literally have so someone, yeah, they literally have someone at Blizzard HQ whose job it is is to keep track of all this stuff, which oh, would be an awesome. I think they've actually needed to, they needed to employ a second one just because there's that much that happens and the fans pick apart the law. Like, you, I mean, I mean, it's wow fans. You're going to expect fanatics. They Good literally pick apart guy, the huh? law and yeah, exactly. And find like the, the tiniest little detail that just overlaps in the wrong way and just blast up about it. So they literally need people to be able to turn around and go, actually you're wrong. And this is how it works. Actually. Yeah. We all know that means. Actually, dot gif. Yep. <laughs> is it um, FD yeah. in our team or Tijit that is like a law? Like he, they could write the WoW law books. Wow, that's quite impressive. Someone in our team that has just gone so far down the rabbit hole. They'd be like, "Oh no!" And then on this day, this person, this. It's like, well, they're not real, but good. Good that you know that. <laughs> Yeah, tell me what happened in 1945. I don't know this. Okay. Which date in 1945? Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not you, Zulu. We already know that you know way too much about some things regular I people I don't shouldn't. think I've played an RPG Oblivion. Yeah, but that's because you literally got sucked into Oblivion and, you know, lost I really did. <laughs> A big part of me is still there. I feel like I bring it up enough that it's kind of like I never really turned that I'm sure somewhere in console heaven is my Oblivion save. <laughs> Hang on. Captain Varys says, and then you kick a chicken and it all goes to shit. But enough no, of that is <laughs> Okay, so in uh, in context to that, you need to go back to his previous message. Which, oh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, I think a good RPG is where you feel attached to the characters you play and those around you. When you feel sad, your NPC dies or your protagonist gets sick. And then follow on with, and then uh, kick the chicken, yeah. and it all goes to shit. Gotcha. Which every, gotcha. everyone can relate to. Don't yeah. kick the chickens. Rule number yeah. one. Regardless, yes, it's of, much of better game. if you pimp and backslap them. It's much more satisfying. <laughs> much more effective too. I hear. Seriously though, do not abuse animals by smacking them, hitting them, or kicking. Them. Unless they Hashtag hit you first. I think the only time, the only time you don't get stabbed is. My friend Todd is here to tell you to buy Skyrim. <laughs> Do you get discounts we're, we're, from Bethesda? We're now? <laughs> yeah, look, we're filling time. What we're doing? Okay, if, yeah. if we're, if we're going to fill time, um, I'm just going to pipe in with the last bit of information. Oh, please! Uh, if, you, if, you, if you haven't played it before, uh, you feel like having your heart ripped out of your chest, stomped on, thrown back into you, and then forced to cry. Get uh, married. Go, pay good money go, for that. No, go go play rhyme. Um, I. I've had multiple people over the past, I don't know, 12, 18 months of me owning this game tell me to play it. I've always put it off. I never thought that much into it. Uh, went through, played it, and I can honestly say no game at its credits has had me sobbing like a little girl than Rhyme has. 
I was I... literally lying down on my bed, just sitting there watching the credits roll, thinking, what the actual hell has just happened and why am I crying? I was one of the first to recommend it. Oh, yeah, you were. I have to say, for anyone in chat or anyone listening, do not look it up. Just play it. Don't spoil it the story. No, don't spoil anything. Don't look up guides. Just literally just, sit down just... and enjoy and play through it. <laughs> yeah, Rogue obviously has played it. I, yeah, sure I actually finished it and just turned my console off um, at the closing scenes. And my partner asked if I was sobbing. And I was like, yes, it's fine. No, you're crying. What? Hmm? I'm, I'm a, a I'm and I didn't turn my console back on for three months. And when I did, I turned it back to the closing scene and cried for a little bit more. <laughs> well, I'm a sucker for punishment. I literally finished it, was crying, walked out into the lounge room, and the wife looks at me and goes, have you been crying? I'm like, yes. Uh, because, because of rhyme, you're going to play it now, and I'm going to sit down and watch you. So I watched to play the whole thing again in one night, and I cried again. Yeah. How long is the game? Oh, you can get through it in like three, four hours tops if you literally just play it. Oh, see, stream I, game. I, I dragged it out. I took eight hours because I did all the, like, I'm a, I'm a, what's this? And I'm going over here. Yeah, all this thing. Yeah. No, yeah. If, if you feel like a sob, play it. Um, if, if you think you're a big, burly, muscly guy that doesn't cry to, you know, stupid games, uh, I can tell you right now, this game is going to be. You will. Cry. I don't care who you are. <laughs> if this game doesn't make you cry or at least feel a little bit emotional, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I may or may not have just bought it. Yeah, you'll enjoy it, hundred percent. I expect feedback from you. We all expect feedback from you after you finish it. Just watch my stream. The other thing I'll say is, you have to allow it to be an immersive experience. You have to. There's no distraction. you can't have like you've got to let the soundtrack be there, and you have to be present in the game. Beautiful game. It's an odd art style, but the, the the art style and the music just pair so well together. And the uh, the only thing I'm going to say is the thing that got me over the edge at the very end of the game, Skittles, was the music. Listening to that music, just that that's what hit me in the feels. Yeah, it's it's difficult though because it did break me the games for quite some time. I sort of bounced from game to game. I can't really spend ten minutes playing something because nothing grabs me the same way. Yeah. Like. That was sort of a, I'm in and I'm stuck and I cannot get out and I have to finish this game to see what happens. I remember getting halfway through the story and turning to my partner and going, having a revelation going, oh my God, I think this is happening. And he's like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. It's really, I have to talk to someone about it. <laughs> Arion does not have videos of me crying. What, do you? <laughs> oh, don't so you worry. Georgia. I'm, I'm, no, no, she doesn't have videos of me crying. I, I purposely made sure I went into a different room when I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, I meant, I meant, um, oh, Flexi's Georgia. This is it's too many. Yeah, and now fucking Adzi's brought one in as well. Yeah, I, I saw that. God damn. We're, they're replicating. <sighs> also, doesn't help that, that my ex girlfriend's name was Georgia too. Like, Jesus. On that note, too, as well, for those that don't know, uh, Adzi's one of the uh, Goa team. Uh, he gave birth, or oh, his wife gave birth, <laughs> a, uh, a lovely daughter the other day. Yes. Yay, so, congrats. Big, big, big wonderful. Congrats to Adzi. Congrats yes. to Adzi. G's in chat again. Um, yep, G's in chat. Okay, I think we're up to our last couple of minutes, so I will commence the outro. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
just a big reminder yeah. of things we covered off tonight. The Warcraft 3 Reforge history, Fallout 76 coming soon. We met our boy straight, uh, just Jim, because I don't want to get punched <laughs> in the head. <laughs> uh, our resident ham sandwich, Menthonzo, with the sneaky World of Warcraft information schedules reminding you about the upcoming event on was it february 22nd yes good chat uh and congratulating <laughs> wargaming on their ninety thousand dollar donation for charity and of course our zombie army for giveaway information on that is on our socials and also keep in mind coming in the next couple of days keep an eye on game and oz gone boat uh for the official hearthstone um tournament and how you can sign up and get involved with that uh, and of course, as always, I have been Reflex, we have had Skittles, Jim, Zulu, Menthonzo, sorry, straight straight Jack Jim, I'll, I'll be nice, um, and myself, wishing you a fantastic week of gaming, and of course, what do we do? Don't forget we, to we don't forget Bloody to say. love gaming. Those and we two. don't leave because I'm still streaming, yeah. Oh, yeah and, and, and of course, stick around. Uh, stick around. Because uh, we, you have... don't have to go home, but you're quite welcome to stay here. Just, just don't come into my house and watch it from here. That'll be fucking weird. Because none of you know Aww. where I live. Oh, okay, Menthon's okay as long as he brings yeah. more ham sandwiches. I'm fucking hungry. Man. <laughs> I do with a ham sandwich. All right, good show, everyone. Cheers for hanging out. Fantastic podcast, and we will see you all next week. Good evening. Bye. 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 How do I end this?